Well, Frankie's upset. Did she break up with someone? Which gender? I don't care, but everybody else does. She's upset about paintball. Paint? Ball? Occasionally, our campus erupts into a flawless postmodern homage to action adventure mythology, mischaracterized by the ignorant as parody. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 6, Episode 11, Modern Espionage. Oh no, Ben, what's that behind you? Is that outsourcing Mike's bits? Uh, unfortunately, it is. <laughs> the, the spy has been within our midst the entire time. I'm dreading having to explain to our uh, Futurama listening fans that did, we have did, returned and in the time between Futurama episodes, yeah. we you invented a whole bit that has background music and l- lore <laughs> and... Um, I feel like I did... We, we did... So, did we not do any of the cards during... Uh, you did... You did... Uh, Mike's disastrous opening bits. Sure, yes, and I remember that. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you got pod decks like into ten the... episodes into this podcast. Okay, well, <laughs> I love, I love, I love that for the fans of only Futurama and not Community. But it's time for that good, good shuffle, a thing that is only in this podcast, as far as I know. I'll have okay, to we... look that up, but I'm pretty sure we... that's how it went. And also, there's not a lot of cards left, so we might be starting a new deck when we get there. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> so we are. Uh, t- I, I I I have failed to remind our our listeners, and every podcast could be somebody's first. An interesting choice to jump in on, but welcome. Um. So we are doing the pod decks. Would you rather deck? And today, uh, we have a very interesting one. Uh, thought interesting, interesting one. Now, my good friend Ben. Yes. Would Would you rather never celebrate your birthday again? Or never drink alcohol again. Never celebrate um, your birthday again or never drink alcohol again. I would go with never celebrate my birthday again. And uh, here's why. Okay. Um, my birthday is three days before Christmas. I have barely in my life celebrated my birthday. So okay. there you go. There's my sob story. Um, like, I wouldn't be missing much right now. The only thing that I actually even do to celebrate my birthday is uh, every year my wife and I go to uh, our favorite sushi place in town, um, and uh, which has been a tradition for as long as I've been in Portland. I, I picked it off a list of sushi places on Yelp. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a very good sushi place. It's a very good sushi place, and... Um, uh, I've been there every year for my birthday since I, I've moved to Portland uh, in 2015, and it's great. But like, if I were to never celebrate my birthday again, it means that I would get sushi some other time of the year. That's true. Um, it's not like you, the sushi is only for your birthday, and you never have it ever again. Uh, so, because we don't do gifts, I don't do a party like... W- in the event people are actually in town for my birthday, like they're welcome to come get some sushi with me. But most of the time people aren't even in town because it's three right. days before Christmas. Yeah. So like 
whatever. If I never celebrate that again, that's fine. Um, like, I'll just get sushi some other time. But, like, uh, I, I like booze, so. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, I think we have a little bit of a different uh, viewpoint on our own birthdays. Obviously, because you have that proximity to a, a, a holiday that kind of overshadows it. Totally understand that. Mine is in May, uh, late May. So it comes around Memorial Day. No, the only things that people really enjoy Memorial Day for tend to be the day off. Um, so sometimes I get my own birthday off, which is nice. Um, uh, don't don't sell your birthday short. It is also National Masturbation Day. Yes, a fact that I learned and I'm not happy about. But thank you. <laughs> you want to you want to switch? You want to have a birthday three days before Christmas, and I'll take National Masturbation Day. I just all I really want is to know to to have a decent amount of idea that you know when I, if I see you on my birthday that you haven't masturbated that day. That's all I've ever wanted, um, and yet and that has been taken from me. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, um, and I think that you know uh, the and and what I have uh, my personal experience with birthdays is that. You know, again, this is my experience. Doesn't speak for yours because I think you have a wildly different experience. But for me, birthdays were very exciting when I was a kid. You know, my family has a lot of May birthdays, so I was the last one of the bunch. So everybody was like kind of finally we're through the the gauntlet of everyone having a birthday in May. But at the same time, it was like, oh, I, you know, I, I remember my mom making me a Mario cake and getting me, you know, you know, whatever, you know, the SNES game I wanted that year or whatever. Super um, Mario RPG, baby, I, is coming that, back. It's coming for, back, we'll, baby. We'll, oh, we'll get there. Don't give it. <laughs> we're going to shoehorn that in. Um, no, but yeah, yeah. Super Mario RPG or, you know, whatever. Um, but but as I've aged and become a, a young adult to normal, every everyday adult, um, the birthday isn't as exciting anymore. Um, it's like, oh, it's just another passing around the, the, the sun of being an adult. Hooray. Although I do think that it will come back around when I'm in my 70s and I start being celebrated again. It's like, Grandpa had another birthday. Thank the gods. Because, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure at some point my my <laughs> my children and children's children will be like, you never know how many more birthdays you're going to get with your old man. Um, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. very funny to be thinking about my own death as a 80-year-old, you know, uh, in 40 years or what have you. You know, um, we all we all gotta we all gotta go sometime. So I don't know if I'd want to give that up. That like the I'm assuming there is a glow of being an old person and getting people fawning over about your birthday. And even though you're like, oh, I'm just eighty, I'm doing fine, and you're like rumbling along. I'm assuming I'm gonna be like you know hobbling. You're you're assuming you're gonna be rumbling, mm-hmm. rumbling and yep. hobbling. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I, you know, enjoy alcohol, um, I have, you know, uh, it, it, you know, from time to time, taken lo- long breaks from it and not drink, had a lot to drink. And I haven't really been, felt like I missed anything. Um, yes. And, and, and I say this as I am drinking a half while we watch this, uh, while we talk about this episode. But I think that, you know, as mu- there are mocktails out there, you've got, you know, zero percent alcohol beers that are getting better like it's not just like saint Pauli girl or or um uh oh duels anymore there's actually like decent ones that from what i've heard uh so i could probably get by with like having some of those like 
really short, you know, small beers or uh, near beers and, you know, mocktails and things like that and get by. Um, especially now as I've kind of aged and is like, oh, I really can't drink like I used to. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, never drink alcohol again because I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to being 80 and my my grandson coming up and being like, let's go fishing, granddad. And, and I'm like, I've never fished. I haven't fished in 60 years, but all right. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, but let's drink our alcohol and continue talking about this week's episode, uh, season six, episode 11, Modern Espionage. Um, this is the season six paintball episode, yep. which is fascinating because of the weird meta politics around doing paintball episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you get it's season so one. bizarre. Uh, modern, modern warfare. Yes. Uh, you get a uh, fistful of paintballs season two. Season three, they're like, no, we're done with paintball. We don't need another paint. Like, they're literally lampooning how they're done with paintball. And, like, it's like Abed's weird film noir flashback or whatever. They're they're making fun of paintball. Um, season four, uh, you return to paintball. Sans Dan Harmon. Um, uh, perhaps a bit misguided. Sure. Season five, you're like, okay, well... Season four proved it. We don't need paintball. Suddenly, bam, season six, you get paintball kind of out of the blue, which is fascinating, mm-hmm. uh, particularly because a lot of the plot is so like behind the scenes, there's a weird meta politics about paintball. But the episode is also about weird meta politics <laughs> about true. paintball in the fiction of community. So it's kind of all over the place with the paintball. Um, but it's paintball. It's back, baby. It's back, and it is it, it is very funny, um, especially as you know you 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 kind of get uh, plots that are reminiscent of previous plots. We're kind of we're kind of like we discussed a little bit. Uh, we're we're uh, we're treading rec- uh, similar ground to stuff we've done before with a few few twists to it. Um, I really love that it starts off with a Vicky one woman show. Veni vidi Vicky. Uh... It's. Very good, and boy howdy, you just keep you keep that in your memory for later. Uh huh. Yeah, we need to we need to actually mention that now because it will come back up. It can't <laughs> we, be like last time where I was like, oh, by the way, we, we totally skipped over Chang for like the whole yeah, yeah. episode. But at um, the same time, at the same time, the Vicky subplot uh, of this is incredible. Uh, so the whole episode starts out because uh, Starburns leaves Veni Vidi. V- Veni Vidi Vicky, the one woman show. Uh, he says he's going to go get a shovel because theater is dead. He's yeah. really not enjoying the show. He goes out to the uh, parking garage, which I feel like it's a it's a new set piece. It's a new yeah. set in season six, and I feel like they're really getting their use out of this parking you garage. Gotta get set. the use out of the when you when you build or find a new set, you gotta use it. So he goes out to the parking lot or the parking garage. Well, he they have that Yahoo Todd. screen money. They can rent they- a parking garage. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> they uh, uh, he encounters Todd. Uh, so we're ge- we're getting a lot of throwback yeah. characters in this episode I do love- because we start I- with Vicky. We get Starburns. We get Todd. Uh, later on, we get 
Coogler and one of the guys from Meow Meow Beans. So it's kind of like a weird best hits uh, uh, before not, we're uh, yeah. ending out the show. Not to mention we do also get Garrett. Um, but yeah, it's it's there's a lot of people in this that are just like, well, we wanted to have them in this episode. Um, but yeah, uh, Todd is being weird, even though uh, Starburn says you could just be weird being yourself rather than adding more onto it. Um, and they kind of talk a little bit uh, through circles, and it turns out they're both playing paintball, but an underground version of paintball that's all about spy and being unseen. And then they have a giant <laughs> paintball battle in the parking garage. Which is really awesome. Todd's literally doing flips off of cars, and Starburns really has great. a decoy, and it's it's pretty good. Um, but it's they good had, to return to form. It is true, but they are both taken out by somebody that shoots uh, silver balls. Mm-hmm. Silver uh, balls. Silver balls. Um, and uh, yeah, they he he takes out um, uh, both Todd and um, Starburns. The next day, Frankie is asking about what happened because she's fed up with paintball. No more paintball at the school ever. It's banned. I I kind of see her point. <laughs> it is a it is an institution of learning, not a paintball arena. Right. So yeah, I one hundred percent see her <laughs> and point. Also, think as about as a school all the- administrator, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, paintball is actually pretty cool. It's fine. Just shoot paintballs all around the school. You're going to be like, we're here to like learn, learn and stuff. Uh, unless, uh-huh. unless you're the dean, <laughs> who seems to be okay with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we also do get a, uh, I skipped over it, but we do get a really cool uh, spy-themed uh, intro. Um, yeah. With like, also, all the graphics sort of reminiscent of like old spy movies and stuff. It's pretty it cool. It also gives me like uh, uh, some like Marvel touches to it. Uh, of kind of like here's all your main characters and then like you see wireframes of guns and paintballs and stuff that is very very cool Uh marvel did not invent that oh Uh, i know i I know but the the marvel (laughs) riff off of the spot because it because there are other spots in this this episode that go to captain america uh winter soldier specifically that i'll be referencing later okay uh i've mostly forgotten that marvel movies exist so i'm looking forward to it so (laughs) Yeah, Frankie is going to kick Starburns out unless she gets names. And uh, Starburns doesn't want to uh, say anything. But as she is about to have him escorted out, he's like, all right, no, I'll talk. Um, Mostly because she knew his actual name. Escort Alex Osborne off campus. Oh, hey, 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 hold your horse panties. You didn't tell me you knew my name. Look, I was about to take Todd out and then we both got shot. Guy was invisible, a ghost. Uses silver paint. A ghost. So no name? I'd call him Silver Ghost, but that's probably already taken by an indie comic book or a terrible tequila. Bye forever, Starburns. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes to get on Starburns' good side. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I feel like Starburns is looking for any kind of a human emotional contact, even if it is, you know my name? In Starburns' mind, he's basically already engaged to Frankie uh, because she knows his real name and uses right. it. Um, right. So he's like, all right, I'll talk. Um, it's this guy. He shoots silver paintballs. He's he's stealthy. He's basically a ghost. I call him Silver Ghost, but that's probably already taken by like an indie comic book or something. 
It's so, a very good line. Yeah, especially because I'm like, eh, it probably exists somewhere. It probably um, does. I'm going to Google Silver Ghost. Well, we're very good at that, so I look forward to seeing what you find. We are Googling experts. Um, so there's a uh, Merle Haggard song called The Silver Ghost. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, Rolls Royce has a car known as The Silver Ghost. That um, sounds like a cool car. Is the song about the car? Ooh, now we're getting somewhere. I don't think it is. Um, okay. Well, you know what? Sometimes you got to just double check and make sure. This is research. We have to research some of the information that we find to see if it's about the if the song is about the car because there have been plenty of songs about cars. I'm sure there's at least my my uh, you know a little red Corvettes and what have you. So you know sometimes uh, it you looks gotta like know. the Mer- Merle Haggard song is about a uh, train at a uh, mine. There's a whole part where the mine collapses. So uh, it's a lot. It's a lot sadder than Rolls Royce, uh, is what I'm saying. Um, so no, most of the most of the um, most of the hits are for uh, the car. So there you go. There you go. Um, so, anyways, so not a <clears throat> uh, just a car. Um. So anyways, uh, Frankie says paintball's over. Everyone with a paintball gun will be expelled or fired because she is done with paintball. Hard line in the sand. No Hard exceptions. Hard line in the sand. Um, she also wants Jeff to give a speech at this um, uh, commendation for uh, one of the uh, custodians. Mm-hmm. There's a whole gala that's going to happen. Um, yeah, it, it, and it's Lapari, uh, n- played by Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, who is great. Uh, Incredible. Love him. Love him. Love him. Um, she wants him to give this speech because uh, she basically she calls Jeff the de facto leader of Greendale, which is um, kind of a weird thing to say. But she's also not wrong. Yeah, she's not wrong. There's a there's a, uh, you know, the Dean often looks to to Jeff for advice um, and also other things. Um, so it makes sense that Frankie would be like, look, people listen to you. So. Jeff goes to talk to the study group and he's like, look, Frankie says no more paintball. I understand there's this underground paintball game going on. We can't do it. No one's doing it. We're doing it for Frankie. Uh, Elroy plays dumb. He's like paint ball. And uh, Abed does explain. And this is where we get into the sort of meta uh, aspect of doing a paintball (laughs) episode here in season six. Sure. Because Abed says, and I quote, Occasionally, our campus erupts into a flawless postmodern homage to action-adventure <laughs> mythology, mischaracterized by the ign- ignorant as parody. And I'm like, that is that is the writers, probably Dan Harmon himself, just being like, you fucking idiots. It's not parody. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it felt like a call out to us specifically. And all of our ilk. I have never once called any of the paintball episodes parody. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of those things where, like, I will say that and then someone's going to go, like, all right, well, you've got a bunch of recorded episodes. All right, great. We're going to go go for it. Now, I cannot make the same claim because I just love the word parody. uh, And also, I'm a Weird Al fan. Every time I hear parody, I think of, like, 
parity with a yeah. T regarding data integrity. So there sure. you go. It's very funny that we all have to, like, I also hear when I hear people talking about parity in like sports leagues, like everybody being on the same, I'm like, I don't know. I don't think the sports league is a parody of itself. It seems pretty good. Oh, it's the other thing. So I like how we're coming at it. Do- there are both sports angles. teams that are striped across multiple discs for data redundancy. Exactly. So there you go. Um, you know, just in case your sports team ever crashes, you can recover it. Uh, right. As long as only one sports team crashes at a time. Boy, howdy. Has, have I ever watched a sports team crash and burn? <laughs> uh, Jacksonville. I also do like how, uh, uh, because uh, Jeff is like, okay, well, Frankie says it's still happening underground, uh, so people are still playing it, and Annie's like, maybe freshmen. Honestly, we've kind of done it to death, right? Like, there's just a lot of <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, like writer inserts. There's a lot here. of commentary on the fact that they're even doing a paintball episode again, right? From the episode itself, and they all decide. We're not going to do paintball. We're above that. And then Chang is like, this is going to make it a lot easier for me to beat you. And he pulls out a gun and everyone except Jeff immediately pulls out a paintball gun and shoots him. And so uh, my next note is literally just paintball erupts. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, Like uh, people kind of see Chang leaving and guns drawn and they start trying to get into the study room. And Jeff is, you know a badass and basically shoots someone, uh, you know, with their own gun and they run off. It's like Jeff Winger shot me and ran runs by Frankie. So Frankie now knows. Uh Uh-huh. They play it off by, uh, when Frankie comes in, they're all playing the ears have it. So a nice little callback to the ears have it. I do love the fact that they keep reusing that prop and idea because it is such a funny joke, especially because I believe when Frankie comes in, Jeff is like, do I use echolocation? And Elroy's like, why would you ask that? You already know you're not a bat. Batman. No, Batman doesn't use echolocation. Daredevil. No, I'm Daredevil pretty... uses echolocation. Sure, but do you Why have is he not Batman? <laughs> it's not my it's not my joke because it's a tweet that's existed since sure. the dawn of Twitter pretty much. Sure, but yeah, why yeah. is Daredevil not called Batman because he uses echolocation? And why is Batman not called Daredevil because he jumps off of a lot of buildings? Uh, it, there's I, I know for Batman is that he spent a lot of time in a cave full of bats and he's like, I identify with these bats. I spend a lot of time in a cave with computers, and I'm not computer men. Not, not with that attitude, you're not. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could be as close to, as on your way to computer man as as you as you are. I'm not there. I have a computer. I mean, uh, so I've got. <laughs> oh God. Uh. I mean, if you count my servers in the other room, I've got and like... And you know we do. And uh, do you count my Raspberry Pis? I think I would, yeah. Okay, I've got uh, six computers in um, uh, within 20 feet of me. <laughs> yeah, I think you're... you're it, <laughs> ben, ben Mooney, also known as Computer Man. Um, I mean, I will have some stuff to say about IP addresses later, so that might not be wrong. <laughs> okay, I do love, because I I caught the IP addresses, but I did not, like, think, like, I should look into these IP addresses. 
so yeah, they uh, paintball erupts, um, and uh, the ears have it happens, and Frankie's like, okay, like just wanted to make sure someone said Jeff shot him, but so they decide that this year the thing to hate is the game itself. So they right. they start investigating. This is where the spy shit comes in because they start investigating uh, with a computer hooked up to the dark net mm. uh, using what looks like a, an old terminal uh, yes. for some reason. <laughs> um, it's also great. Um, I also love some of the uh, uh, the uh, commands you could put in like TT for talk trash, U for upgrade giga rams. Love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And QD for quote of the day. Because you got to have a quote of the day. I did uh, look into hosting a, a bulletin board. There sure. are there are modern bulletin board systems that you can set up with just like a Docker container. But oh, then nice. you have to log into it with like a terminal and it's all like old school. And I'm like, this is the weirdest shit because it's like using the latest in like modern technology of containerization to yeah, yeah. to host a stupid bulletin board that you have to like use a terminal to log into <laughs> and there's a there's a strong part of me and this is maybe where i maybe am computerman where i'm like i kind of want to set one of these bad boys yeah, of up course you do. now i didn't because who who am i gonna use this with i'm gonna log in and be like there are zero new messages and then it'll be like Current users online within the last 24 hours. Ben. Be like, all right, cool. Glad I glad I set this up. Um, it's like so, a diary at that point. <laughs> dear diary, I spent a lot of wasted time setting up this bulletin board system. Huzzah. That's it. That's there it. We go. That's the, you've, you've done a diary. <laughs> Um, they do get into this, uh, dark web, uh, dark net server. They literally <laughs> dark net server is what it says. <laughs> there is a list of all of the highest ranking paintball players in this underground paintball game and their, uh, their aliases. Uh, we have the top six players in the following order. Silver Balls with a Z. Gotta have the Z Z. if you're on the internet. Uh, Death by Numbers. Clint Paintwood. King Colossal. (laughs) General Chaos. And Warmonger. Um, And so... uh, they somehow manage to get IP addresses, despite the fact that it says IP addresses are encrypted. But then they get a whole list of IP addresses. <laughs> and let true. me tell you about these IP addresses, Mike. I am, you know, Ben, Ben the computer man, I'm ready to hear it. They are every single one of them gibberish. Um, <laughs> so most, most, if not, had a, uh, most, if not all of them had a... Uh, an octet that was higher than uh, 255, which sure. is not possible in IP yep, four, totally. IPv4 uh, schemes. And One this is them, an IPv6. It's not IPv6. No, they should have gone IPv6 because that looks a lot more hackery. I, I know. don't fucking understand IPv6. So, ah, same. Uh, there was uh, at least one that in uh, CIDR notation had a slash 112 
a literally impossible subnet. Yeah. So, huh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Um, so there you go. It's all like they're all they all looked like IP addresses because they were all but they're all wrong. four octets long. But they were all gibberish because they had impossible uh, octets and impossible subnets. Um, so, so do we want to say that that is an ignorance of the format of you can't go above 255 and subnets are specific? Or do we want to call that like the way that, you know, a lot as- of phone numbers are 555? Five, I assume five, it's 555. Five, five. I assume <laughs> it's the, the IP address equivalent of 555. Five, five. Uh, that's kind of where I was thinking, too, that you don't want to have a real address because then, you know, peop- uh, all the community fans, all the been the computer mans, if you will, mm-hmm. will go find that IP address. What's on that IP address? What's is it if 443? Is it at port 80? Let's find it. Let, and then you I do- mean, you, you could have done all internal addresses and it would have been just as well. But, you well, know, that's true. So, um, it would be like if I, instead of doing like a phone number, that's like five, 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 one, two, three, four, it would be like, oh, you just got to call extension 26. Like that doesn't mean anything because like, I uh, gotcha. Extension then 26 you're com- is just like, th- then you're basically, I, you're calling, uh, uh, Katie down at the reception desk being like, but, but I was told to do this from the show. This stupid it, podcast I listened to told yeah. me to dial extension 26. And why? Do you listen to Good Morning Greendale? And then she does, and you both fall in love and uh, invite us to the wedding. Um, I would love to come to this wedding. This sounds wonderful. Uh, they, might even, they might even want a live show at the reception. They probably won't, but they could. I mean, that'll clear out the reception uh, at the end of the... <laughs> The, the reception so uh, why are these idiots talking about a, a, a movie of a television show it's a wedding jeff does say you know what this means we're dealing with gibberish which he's right but not for the reasons he thinks um <laughs> but anyways ben, uh, the we computer fi- man we find out that a student or teacher on the campus is opening an encrypted tunnel to an off-campus site and everybody's like oh big deal i do that all the time and jeff says I save mine up for Saturday night. So, you know. Sure. I also like the fact that no one, like, bats an eye at Elroy saying he does this, given that, oh, like... Oh, it's... The, exa- yeah. The whole point is, like, who could... It's If it's a spy thing, you could be, like, Elroy is is the rogue agent. You know, is he... Whose side is he on? But I guess that's not a uh, storyline they wanted to go down. I don't think that you could tempt Elroy into anything like he he does his weird computer shit for his own uh enjoyment i suppose but at the same time they do suggest that city or they get to the point where city college is is behind this and it sounds like there's a decent amount of money yeah but he didn't know that before he well see that you know that it's it's a i suppose they didn't know that that's fine all right uh, so anyways, yeah, it's city college again, um, which is a weird, <laughs> it's a weird thing to throw into like the, uh, third to last episode of community, but, uh, here it's, we are. It's like, go. it's like, we, you know what, we can't create a whole new enemy, uh, city college. Yeah, fine. The Dean is also there. He's been there the whole time and he the clumsily, way, the, the physical comedy in his like, uh-huh. You know, entry is so good. It's so incredible. 
he he says, all right, uh, after the Pratt falls, he's he's like, all right, desperate deans call for Dean Sprit measures. You all work for me now because we got to find out who's getting who's at the bottom of this. You just became the secret Dean force. And he comes up with a bunch of other names I didn't uh-huh. write down, but they're all pretty good. You just became the secret Dean force, the Dean boys, task force Dean, his Dean's secret people. I know the word Dean is in it. My favorite uh, thing is he gives this speech about community or about uh, Greendale. And at the very end, uh, Jeff's like, uh, you know, if you're hanging around it, we could we could use waters. The Dean also kind of has some feelings uh, based on this speech about Frankie sort of taking too much charge. Like he feels kind of useless because Frankie is just that effective. Right. Um, and, so. and it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, Greendale is kind of w- with the Dean's Greendale was, you know, a little goofier, a little wackier, a little paintballier. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Frankie's is, is more by the books and less by the paint. Uh, so they go to club club, um, which is a, a school club about clubs. Yeah, um, which is basically just a club. They have a tip that there's a white male over 30 whose street name is Fun Dad, who's been supplying the silver paintballs used by silver balls with a Z <laughs> or a Z, depending on where you're from. Which Annie um, does not love that name. She does not. Uh, I think it's great. Um, Mike, I, think it's great I don't want to. I don't want to derail us too much, uh, but what would your paintball, your secret underground paintball name be? I I know I can't be Dean Force One. That's already taken. Uh, mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. like that, though. I probably would have to go with something like, you know, like a ball cap or something because you got the paintballs and then you're wearing a okay, hat. Okay, okay. So, so you're mean, leaning I, into the balls. You're, you're leaning into of, the balls. Okay. I was kind of going to sports because I have all the caps for the hats. But yeah, I, I could lean into the balls. That's fine with me. Uh, I would I would go super uh, I went to school for art pretentious okay. uh, and just go by the name Mondrian because he's the guy who painted the, the colorful squares. Sure. So um, I I would just I would do something like that. Um So now here's the thing. Both of our uh, our our code <laughs> names give something away about us uh that is a bit much. Mm-hmm. Unless there are a lot of uh pretentious art uh majors out there, which they probably are. By definition, you have gone to school for <laughs> art. Uh you are pretentious on at least some level. So And I'm also um, hoping that there are other people wearing ball caps. So who is uh-huh. the man? So the, yeah, Club Club, uh they they find Kugler, who's fun dad. They yeah. this is also the point in the episode <laughs> they, where for they, the entire rest it. of the episode, <laughs> they are wearing these giant earpieces just <laughs> sticking out of their ears. Yeah. Wildly uh they, easily seen. The only person that ever asks anything about it is Frankie. So, uh-huh. And then it becomes like some kind of like uh, uh, ethnic awareness thing that I, I had forgotten Albanian mm-hmm. or something. I think it was, um, but it's it's very much like they they not they 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 set up uh, Fun Dad and they they're like Kugler and and somebody's like I thought your dad name was Fun Dad and it's like, well I'm I'm giving away now. <laughs> so uh, Kugler's got the hookup. He's got a bunch of uh, different colored uh, paintballs, specialty paintballs. They all sound like the names of drugs. 
Yeah. Um, Which I do kind of like. And then he does explain like these, these uh, explode on impact covering the, the target in paint. And Abed's like, you could say that about every paintball. Uh, Abed asks for something in silver and that causes Kugler to run because uh, he, he feels he's getting set up. So he runs and he's been set up. And he's been set up. He's not wrong. Uh, he's he's not wrong in this the instincts case. Instincts were um, right. Annie manages to cut him off in the hallway. Kugler is like, "Hey, you know, uh, we can talk this out. I do uh, sell uh, paintballs for sex, um, or um, you know, uh, well, not Bitcoin because, like, I don't know. I just feel like it needs to stabilize a bit. I love um, the dig on Bitcoin. It's very funny to me." Uh-huh. It is it's one of those things where I feel like a lot of people at the time would be like, what the fuck? And now we're all like, oh my God, will people stop talking about Bitcoin already? <laughs> but but seeing that this this joke was eight years ago, you're like looking back at time and being like, wow, that's actually a pretty good joke. Uh a a boss of mine um back in twenty like twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Okay. Um it would have been 2013 because I had, I had just learned about Bitcoin. Uh, very confused about what the fuck Bitcoin was. Mm-hmm. Um, my boss uh, had started mining Bitcoin because like it was the hot new thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of years uh, later, because I'm I'm still friends with him on Facebook. A couple of years later, he shared a Facebook memory of like, "Wow, I've made a couple of Bitcoin and I've I've managed to sell them for twenty dollars a pop." Oh no. <laughs> Uh, so he he ended up selling something like uh, ten Bitcoin uh, that like at the time would have been worth uh, like a million something dollars, and he's just like, oh fuck my life. Yeah, I mean even so, now like one Bitcoin is thirty thousand uh, dollars, American yeah. dollars. So yeah, yeah he done he done screwed up. Um, I also, uh, as a not not quite been the computer man level, but I've I've been asked by family about uh, crypto coins and Bitcoin and stuff, and I'm like, don't. <laughs> so that's my um, advice for our listeners as well: don't. During this exchange, a man in a trench coat in the background uh, comes up, uh, comes down the stairs, shoots Kugler with silver paint. And then uh, runs off silver balls runs off. uh, And this uh, uh, so Kugler's fake dead. Mm -hmm. So he's out. And uh, this uh, allows Jeff to get Kugler's backpack, which contains a thumb drive, which is an encryption key so that uh, Elroy can get into uh, a bunch of secret emails. Right. I do love Britta not understanding the idea of encryption whatsoever. It's very funny to me. In fairness, a lot of people don't. So Fair. That's true. We are coming from amateur computer man and been the computer man mm-hmm. status of mm-hmm. being like, oh, Britta. Um, but I do love Elroy's being like, no, stop uh-huh. it. <laughs> I mean, as the guy who like 
four different people have asked me about uh, if if they need a VPN because fucking VPN ads on YouTube are all like, if you don't use a VPN, your data is literally being eaten by robot alligators from Mars who will eat that data and poop out all your secret confidential information right into the hands of hackers who will use it to open cryptocurrency accounts. And I'm like, okay, all of those ads are bullshit. <laughs> Uh, but like people keep asking me about it because like man if you don't know anything about how the internet works uh and some guy on the internet's like you got to use this vpn or uh they're literally stealing your data they're stealing your data right now um you know it sounds terrifying uh and so like four different people have been like, Ben, do I need a VPN? Can you recommend a VPN? I'm like, you don't. You don't need a VPN. Yeah. My uh, official computerman advice is uh, if if at all possible, use a VPN on public Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. And like that is probably as much as you need unless you're doing things that you know you need a VPN for, in which case use a VPN. We're giving a lot of advice to our listeners today about I Bitcoin, do tech about support, VPNs. I do tech support for a living, and this is all, like, all these hacker men scenes are just like, all right, I got to get, I got to gotta take off the, the jokes cap, got to put on the uh, the IT men. Yeah, yeah. Um, Think of cap. this as a PSA in the middle of your schedule, uh, regularly scheduled Good Morning Greendale. If you don't use a VPN robots will come to your house and knock on your door and ask if you've heard the good word of robot Jesus. And when you say no, they will use that opportunity to break into your house and use your bathroom and not wash their hands. Anyways, they, they use Kugler's <laughs> thumb drive to, uh, de- sorry, Elroy and only Elroy uses Kugler's <laughs> yes, thumb drive to decrypt some emails. Doing. <laughs> um, there is the original email that is uh, asking about silver paint, and the question is, which color will be coolest against a navy blue jumpsuit? And I'm like, well, who would wear a navy blue jumpsuit to a gala? And then it's like, oh, obviously, it's the custodian. Right. So um, I do love how he's being honored in a black tie formal, basically, it seems like. Where he's, you know, just going to be basically wearing his janitor. He's he's wearing his custodial outfit, but with epaulets on them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like he is a decorated (laughs) war custodian. Um, That is that it's to be fair. It is the funniest choice to have been made. It's a very funny choice. We go to the gala um, where. Uh, everyone's dressed black tie. Jeff is wearing a tuxedo complete with giant earpiece hanging out of his ear. Um, it's all the rest fun. of the study group also wearing those earpieces. They all have Batman code names. So I assume Abed named oh, absolutely. everyone. Uh, they're named after the various Batman actors, uh, which includes Dean as voice of Diedrich Bader. So <laughs> that's fun. It's very funny to, to hear uh, Jeff. You basically yell this into his ear. Uh huh. Because he's not because everyone else is like Bale or Keaton. Uh, the Dean is not Bader or Diedrich. He's the or even he's, voice. 
He's voice of Diedrich Bader, which is a so very funny say, choice. You have to I love say it. the whole thing. Um, so they're doing this black tie thing. They're looking for um, who might be out for custodian. Uh, I was going to say blood, but it's really just paint. Um, <laughs> so it's very funny to always be reminding like there are guns. Yes. And this is like a, a shooting thing. They are going to shoot paint onto a person. Right. <laughs> Even though we're everybody about to get into, acts to be dead. <laughs> uh-huh, because we're about to get into some action scenes. Because uh, Abed and Annie are uh, dancing to uh, scope things out. Britta's just kind of hanging out, watching waiters. And, um, you know, they, uh, uh, they have the dean go look in the archives. Uh-huh. And... Uh, the dean gets on the elevator and he mm-hmm. gets surrounded by a bunch of big burly men. <laughs> they they start going down on this elevator and uh, the all the men uh, end up being custodial staff who are all yep. packing uh, paintball guns. Yes, and then the guns. most accidental dean kicking ass scene possible happens where he manages to take out. Every single one of these dudes, while basically panicking right. and accidentally doing all the right moves, it's very good. I like the scene. It's it's a lot of fun. And it it like I I alluded to earlier, this is a nod to Captain America: Winter Soldier, where uh, Cap is surrounded in an elevator and and takes everyone out. Uh, less panicking in that one, though. Okay. Uh, I don't think that uh, Winter Soldier invented uh, elevator action scenes, but... Um, well, I understand that, but this, it's very specifically noted on Wikipedia that it's a nod to that scene. Because... What's the, t- what's, what's the source? What is the source of that? Uh, let's see. Uh, IO9. Community parodies Captain America the Winter Soldier's elevator scene. Um, also because that's, it was directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, previous, uh, community director. Okay. Okay. I guess I'm just, I'm just I, like, there's uh, other, other elevator action scenes this. have existed. I understand this, but I'm just, I'm telling, I, I, I Googled it and I'm telling you what the Google came. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, unless, unless it's like the Dean's like, I'm Captain America, bitch, or something at the end of it. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. But I guess if io9 says it, who am I to judge? I'm me. That's who I am to judge. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, he manages to take out um, all of them. Meanwhile, Britta sees, uh, kind of in the uh, the vest of one of the waiters she sees the outline of a gun and so she follows or she she uh she indicates that the waiter's got a gun does a really bad job of it uh and then um elroy's like i'll handle this he goes into the kitchen tries to to play it off like he like sort of belongs there and then he's like well you know yeah, have you guys heard about this, this like uh, secret paintball game? And then they're like, "Oh yeah, we're all in it, and we've got a great strategy this year." Let the idiots come to you, and then action scene starts. I, I do want to point out, Elroy does say, "Okay, Britta, you can come in now." <laughs> uh huh. There's a whole action scene. Um, so they're shooting it out. Um, this is also when the Dean ambush thing happens, and then Frankie is uh, back at the gala. 
She's like, all right, now it's time for what I'm hoping becomes the annual tradition, the popping of the balloons. <laughs> and everyone so... just pulls out a balloon and starts. And I'm just like, OK, I know this is a joke because they're all playing paintball and it makes noise like, yeah. like guns and whatever. And it can cover and it's a, it, it adds dramatic irony. But like, can it's you imagine? Concept. Can you imagine for a moment going to a gala and then the the woman running the gala is like it's time for the annual popping of the balloons and every single guest pulls out a balloon and pops them can you imagine the hell that that two minutes of your life is going to be uh, yeah, just imagine it for a but, moment, and, and also because yes, you're because you, it's going to be a lot a loud cacophony. But think about the people that are little stragglers. Like you, you're just like pop, pop, pop. It's you it's like the it's last over. kernels in the popcorn exactly. bag. Exactly, you got to figure out. You never know when it's over, so you can never relax. If you wait too long, it's going to burn and then set off the alarms and then you evacuate your entire office building and then everyone's mad at you. But if you don't wait long enough, a bunch of kernels are still in that bag. It's the same thing with popping balloons. Exactly. You can't wait too long because then everyone's going to be mad at you. And exactly. That's why I never did popcorn in my dorm. I only ate honey buns. Um, I also never did popcorn in my dorm because I didn't want to be that guy. See, um, exactly. I didn't want to be the guy that was like, well, we all got to get up because Mike needed some popcorn at two o'clock in the damn morning. Uh, so, yeah, my my notes just say the popping of the balloons, period. That is a terrible tradition, period. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's not a great one. Um, I will say, you know, colleges across America have wild traditions. Uh, So this one, for whatever reason, is like, yes, it's a joke. And yes, it kind of. But I'm like, I mean, like I could see somebody doing this. It's awful. Uh, I I, know that sounds awful. So uh, after the popping of the balloons. Jeff is is standing up there uh, to, you know, give a speech or whatever. And he sees a guy. It looks like he's going to he's pulling out a gun and pointing it at Jeff. It only looks this way because we are zoomed in on the character's face. Uh huh. Yeah. We have because no information <laughs> because he is actually holding crutches and pointing with a crutch. And Jeff shoots him in the eye. <laughs> Like, we have called out on every paintball episode that no one is wearing any sort of eye protection, um, which seems terrible. It seems rife for lawsuits. And now, here we are, the final paintball episode. And Jeff just... Motherfucker just shoots this guy in the eye. In the eye. So... You know, it's just it, boy, it's it's not a good day for that guy specifically. It's not a good day for that guy specifically. So, um, all hell breaks loose. Um, uh, well, no, the um, the dean shows up and he announces that uh, the custodians are running the illegal game because he's put he's put it together that all these dudes in the elevator they're custodians. They were packing. It's it's the custodians. Right. Um, 
which does get uh, the I forget his name, the custodian guy, Lapari. Um, uh-huh. uh, it does get him to say, "Oh, we've got a real M Night Shyamalan over here," which is uh... <laughs> which is very funny because Abed <laughs> immediately corrects him. Oh, what an exciting story! We've got a real life M Night Shyamalan here. It's Shyamalan. But this is when the custodians come in. All hell breaks loose. There is a whole paintball fight in this gala. Um, everyone's shooting at each other. Annie gets hit, then Elroy, then Britta, then Abed. Um, by the end of it, the Dean and Jeff are the only ones left, and they chase uh, the custodian down the hallways, um, and uh, <laughs> they they corner him in, in what looks like a broom closet, and Jeff's like, okay, that's great, because you know what? I just I shot a disabled kid, man. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> It's yeah, not think, a broom closet. I think you're you're done there, Jeff. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the point where you're just like, okay. You shot him in the eye, too, Jeff, right. it's for not the like record. You, it's not like you, you gave him a shot in the leg or something. You shot him in the eye. Uh, it's with not a paint, supply closet. Paint. It's a museum of custodial arts, um, which is fucking wild. I don't have anything to say about this room because it's fucking it, wild. It reminds me of a custodial version of the the air conditioning annex a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does have uh, some uh, a room full of mannequins dressed as custodians throughout the ages. Which is a wild choice. Uh, and they shoot all the mannequins uh, because they're like, oh, one of them could be him. This is when we get a custodial monologue, uh, and he comes out with the microphone, and he's, been he's still giving them the monologue. They, yeah, he's been taunting them as mm-hmm. they've been walking through this museum. And they're just standing where the mannequins are. It's like, oh, I thought you guys were mannequins. Uh, <laughs> and so they have a little Mastermind. chat because uh, they're like, you know, the Dean's like, the money, the money, is it real no matter who wins? And he turns the gun over on Jeff. And uh, Jeff is just like, no, dude, we can't do this. Je- Frankie can help. We just have to listen to her. We just have to cool it. And that's when Frankie comes in. She's like, look, you all lower your guns. I'm not going to like throw you a party or anything, but no one's going to get fired. Okay? So just, cool. and they all decide, all right, we're just going to cool it. There's a whole speech that I also skipped over about yeah. City College and whatever. It's, I don't know. It was a fucking Jeff Winger speech. This, yeah, yeah. this many Jeff Winger speeches into <laughs> this series. I'm just like, Jeff says some shit. Brought to you by ExpressVPN. <laughs> Use it or else robots will Look. come at you uh, and ask for your autograph. But really, it's the deed to your house and you've just signed it over to them. Congratulations. Oh, no. I lost um, my house to them damn robots. I like how we're giving an ad for for a company we've told not for people not to use. Um, I mean, at this point, it's like saying uh, go buy a Casper mattress or, or make a website on Squarespace. You're really not. Everyone. Everyone's heard the ads. It's I fair. used to never skip podcast ads. And I'm like, yeah, dude, Squarespace. Uh, yeah. No, I know what you are. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. the same one over and over again, man. Please just, you know, there are other ones to advertise. Please, God. They all they put the guns down, but then they're like, well, what do we do now? Like, okay, on the count of three, we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot. And then instead, they all shoot each other and uh, nobody like, wins. Well, 
cool. Fuck. All right. So the next day in the study room, uh, they're all hanging out and chatting. And then Frankie's coming up and they all have to they as part of the some <laughs> deal they made with Frankie, they all have to put on baby bonnets and baby bibs and pacifiers. Good morning, everyone. Wow. So where did we leave off last time? Hmm. Yes, sir. I like big trucks. I saw a fire truck today. Interesting point. Would anyone care to comment, Elroy? I made a stinky. Worth considering. Next item. How do you pronounce baschetti? Spaghetti. What else? Can we go to the zoo? Well, that raises a very important point. We can do anything we want if, and this is very important, if we grow up. All in favor? It's very funny to have Frankie so like, well, we're doing this. The thing that I love about Frankie as a character and Paget Brewster's performance of Frankie as a character is she does this so straight faced where like, especially, especially when Annie is like, how do you pronounce Baschetti? And she's just immediately just like spaghetti. So um, <laughs> she does it so well. And I, I love it. Like, it's very good. I know. I know we've talked about it a lot this season. Shit could have gone really bad with, you know this few of the original cast left Frankie is a treasure and yes, absolutely. Uh, one of the best community characters of all time. And we, we only get her mostly because like half the cast is gone <laughs> at this point. Um, but you know what? Uh, she's great. Um, love it. Big, big uh, Frankie fan, big uh, Paget Brewster yeah. fan. Totally. Love agree. Her. Uh, that's the end of that episode, except for the tag where Garrett <laughs> is putting now on a remember, one man show. Rem- remember Vinny, Vinny, Vicky, uh, the, uh-huh. the show at the very beginning of the show, because Garrett is basically doing a hack, jo- like a comedian hack job of it on the same stage that she did her one woman mm-hmm. show. Specifically, uh, the show is called Grin and Garrett monologues about surviving Venny Vitty Vicky. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of them are just like, we've got these puns. Can we f- use them in uh-huh. any way? I mean, Bob's Burgers was starting to get big. So like uh, Bojack pun- Horseman was starting to get big. Yeah, the, bu- the always- pun based economy is is going through the roof. I always say that like uh, that era of animation was just like a whole bunch of people whose moms were like you're never gonna get a job just writing puns and then they're like all right we we made bob's burgers every burger of the day is a fucking pun every every shop is a pun um oh bojack horseman everything's a pun um i've been watching bojack horseman again by the way season six really uh, paget brewster shows up so she's yeah. she's in, she's in bojack uh she does a great job there did well, not yeah, know it was Paget Brewster. Brewster until I noticed her name in the credits. I was like, what the shit? Uh, very different performance, but she does it so good. Colleagues, your eyes do not deceive. You may find my gown overly formal for the workplace, but that is because I am, as of today, formally a member of this vaulted institution. As I'm to be wed tonight in the newsroom is no room for a domesticated woman. I bid you farewell. Okay, goodbye. Yes, mine was a storied run as the star reporter for the reporter. Front page page, they called me. Well, we'll miss you, Paige. Indeed. My shoes don't feel easy. My left foot striking a more robust silhouette than her starboard sister, but I cannot prolong my engagement. After all, time, as they say, is a river without banks. Uh, 
Padgett Brewster is great. So anyways, Grin and Garrett is just a nonstop comedic takedown about how much Vicky's one woman show sucks ass up to and including making fun of the fact that she spends way too long talking about her dead mother. Yeah, there's a there's a lot there. Um, he's just like, Oh, I, I, I don't, you know, ask her what color her dead mom's eyes are. She probably won't even know. She'll probably just say dead. And then Vicky's standing there and she's like blue. They were a very pale shade of blue and the room falls silent and she gets up on stage and then, uh, Vicky's just like, Oh, I'm sorry that I didn't honor her memory enough. Um, and then they announced that they're actually just going to premiere their new show, Vicky and Garrett. And Vicky's mom is there. Vicky's mom's not even dead. And she gets booed. <laughs> Everyone gets booed. Yeah. And, and I believe that Garrett's like, well, it's okay to boo. Andy Kaufman loved being booed. You don't have to be dicks. So uh, that's the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for Great. It's a pretty good episode. Um, it's uh, it's a fun return to paintball while also really lampshading the very existence of community paintball episodes, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um Every now and then community can get so meta that it goes uh, so far up its own butt that you're just like, what are, what are we even doing here, man? But this is like the right level <laughs> right. of that sort of like, all right, we're calling out that we're doing another fucking paintball episode for you fuckers, you fucking nasty fuckers. We're doing a paintball episode <laughs> for you, even though we've done so many paintball episodes already. So that's fun. Uh, the The spy uh like aesthetic is is a lot of fun um you know doing bad computer work uh with fake ip addresses on the the dark net um <clears throat> there's uh, uh that's that's all a lot of fun the uh the final scene in the gala where it's like the whole shootout is uh a return to paintball form um it's overall a pretty good episode um you know i mean it's it's definitely not top tier paintball but you know if you're if you're comparing paintball episodes of community to other paintball episodes of community that's a hard fight yeah it's a real hard fight so um it's not my favorite paintball episode but it's good uh the jokes are are good um the uh the paintball is fun you get weird cavalcade of of stars that haven't (laughs) cavalcade of star burns in some case uh a bunch of past guests uh, including the meow meow beans guy including (laughs) coogler um it's clear that they're kind of having some fun on their way out um you know i don't i don't know if they if they had hopes that season seven was going to happen or if they were kind of like, this is it. Um, based on the final episode, I'm kind of assuming that they're like, this is going to be it. And we'll get there in just two more episodes, Mike. Can you believe it's it? It's wild. Um, I, can't, so, I can't believe that they would be like, this Yahoo screen, it's in for the long haul. It's, it's going places. And if not, if we go down, we're taking it with us. So, <laughs> And y- there you did. But yeah, I feel like they're just having some fun on their way the way out the door. Sure. It's a it's a good it's a good fun episode. I'll give it a B plus. Um it's um eh, maybe A minus. B plus A minus, somewhere in there. Um okay. 
it's it's a solid episode and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, I, I honestly agree with you there. I think it's it's actually, you know, you mentioned it's, you know, obviously this is the the way of doing a meta commentary on community doing paintball. And to that point, I really think that the ending is is very funny of kind of like n- making the whole thing a big joke of like no one wins the thing. So no, no, like real stakes ever kind of showed up. And then everybody is basically told they need to be growing up now by Frankie, right. which is which is always kind of, you know, unfortunately, that's kind of Frankie's role in the season of like getting this from a banana pants place to be to being like a real school um and watching that kind of like how greendale exists kind of fight against that and i think that's very Mm -hmm, clear mm -hmm. here um but i think it's an excellent like repudiation of like yeah like previously it was for you know a money or a you know a class or whatever or i I believe a dvd player or a blu-ray player um but Uh yeah i think it uh the fact that nothing really like nothing is is gained from all of this spy stuff and and, and the only thing that is really gained is Frankie having this level up on, on her friends, which is very funny to me. Which is its own reward in real in uh, reality. Oh, yeah. There, so if I can, mm-hmm. if if I do a thing and I'm right about something, people are going to know about it. I'm going to be a bit of a dick about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I yeah, meant I, Frankie being right about it is its own reward because she's great. But oh, yeah, I guess also I fair. guess also being right is fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think it's a really interesting uh, episode because you're right. Like the, the, we'd kind of done a lot of the the paintball stuff and had been done well. Um, so the only way to kind of you know obviously you go for the spy angle and you go for you know kind of you know who's running the game and things like that. Uh, and I think it's a really interesting and a, a, a really interesting commentary on, you know, the you know, even like the character, uh, the writer inserts at the beginning being like, didn't we do this? And their homo- homages and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a good episode. I don't you know, I, as you mentioned, uh, obviously, it's not anywhere close to the other paintball episodes. Uh, but I do think it's a very fun episode in season six. I would also give it a B plus. Um you know, I, I, I love, you're right. They're having fun on the way out and they're having Kumail Nanjiani and they're having, you know, Kugler and they're having, you know, Starburns come back where it's like, okay, guys, you know, we can't have you for a lot of the season, but like, can we just do this? Can you just come in and do this ep- part of this episode? Mm-hmm. And, and obviously you, you get a lot of people that are like, absolutely. I will be, you know, you know, a lot of Kugler's lines are kind of being like almost to the like a, a sex offender kind of thing. And he's fine with doing those lines or whatever. And you've also got Kumail basically looking kind of like a like a criminal mastermind, but also a doofus because he couldn't tell when it's people and when it's mannequins. You know, th- these kind of like people that, you know, c- didn't have to come do this and and came and did it anyway. It, t- it tells me a lot about, you know, how, how community treats, uh, you know, people want to come work on community, I think. So I think it's a great, it's a good episode. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And, but yeah, it doesn't stand up to some of the previous paper episodes. All right. Well, we want to know what you think about this episode, about paintball, about uh, uh, fake IP addresses. Uh, Would you join a uh, modern day terminal based old school bulletin board? Would you want to stop uh, celebrating your birthday or stop drinking? 
would you want to be in a paintball game? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what else we talked about in this episode. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. We did a whole bunch. <laughs> we did. We did a lot. Uh, it's also very hot in my office, and, and we so didn't my even. Brain we did is... not even mention Super Mario RPG. Uh, we mentioned it, but it, we didn't talk uh-huh. through it. And I think we're. I think we've run out of time for this episode. So t- just tell us what you think about Super Mario RPG. I'm very excited. Look, it's not coming out until November. We got time, dude. We can talk about it some other day. Or we could just talk about it through through November. We, there's plenty of things to talk Sup- about. You've Super- got Gino. You've got mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Super Mario RPG podcast. Um, okay, now don't don't write <laughs> checks that your butt isn't ready to cash, my man. Uh, yeah, that's a good uh, good advice. How do you pronounce Buschetti? We want to know all these things <laughs> and more. You can find us on the internet. At goodmorninggreendale.com. We're on failing website twitter.com where you can uh, send us a little message at goodgreendale. Uh, you can find us on uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash back to Futurama where we uh, post uh, some bonus content. Um, uh, a lot of times it's about having sex with Garrus from Mass Effect. Um, There's a, it's a non zero number. And, um, you know, so in, enjoy that, I guess. And uh, we do have a fan group put together by uh, our super fan, Laura, who uh, has been running the little fan group on there for some time. So you can join there and uh, talk to us about community, about the return of Futurama in less than a month. It's holy it's hell. Uh, you can talk to us about Super Mario RPG or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Just yeah. Hang we out with bunch. us. Yeah. And we love it when you interact with us and, you know, we, uh, you come to the end of these episodes every, every time and we just give you tons of challenging things to think about. And we really appreciate that, that you come to the end of these and hopefully you had a smile on your face. And until next time, when we talk about the penultimate episode wow. of Community, can you believe that? <laughs> I the cannot. penultimate episode. Until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you, you luck. luck.